Rutgers legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Chasing Poker Greatness with your host, Brad Wilson. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. On today's Tactical Tuesday, we have the triumphant return of John from Live Poker. John, welcome back to the show. Let's catch the listener up with how your trip to Vegas went. Sure. So I just got back from Vegas, um, back home in LA now. Um, Spent the last 10 days playing poker, live poker in Vegas. Um, Played a variety of stakes. I think the smallest I played was uh, 510 with a 1500 cap. And then the biggest I played was um, 1025 with a big blind ante. Um, Yeah, and the trip went really well. Um, I think I only booked like two or three losses. The biggest loss was for like 100 big blinds. And then the other two losses were like, basically non-events for like 15 or like 20 big blinds each. So uh, yeah, like have no complaints was kind of just like a heater of a trip um, from beginning to end. What was your feeling as to the level of play going from the 1K and L on the streets of Ignition to, you know, 510 live and then 1020 live eventually? Yeah, so um, playing the 510, 1500 cap, uh, that was like the first game I hopped into uh, first live poker I've played in a year. I would say that that game is probably softer than the softest 1K L game that ever runs on Ignition. Just, I don't know, a very, very soft game compared to online, which I don't know. I actually had like some thoughts about that because I feel like one of the things that we talk about on this podcast or on Tactical Tuesday sometimes is um, how, you know, online poker is, isn't that much tougher than uh, live or, you know, there's... You shouldn't be as afraid of jumping into online or moving up stakes. Uh, but that didn't seem to... Hold <laughs> <you>. <laughs> 1K and L with uh, 1,500 cap live is definitely, definitely softer than uh, 1K and L online. Um, okay, so maybe we need to reassess a little bit. And yeah. <laughs> I think the calibration comes not in how overwhelmingly difficult the online games are, more so in maybe how Charmin cotton candy soft live poker games are right right and also just kind of as a as a disclaimer a caveat i will also say that vegas was very very busy this these last 10 days it was packed and so the games could have been like softer than than they normally are for whatever reason i just i don't even know what they're like normally so yeah it was i definitely was there during a kind of a busy time for sure well, I mean, that's how it's going to be for the next year or so. As things start to open up, more people are vaccinated. They're going to want to get out there and kind of go insane. So I, my assumption is that the live streets are going to have some some good. But I mean, let's be real here. The live streets, I've never sat down in the live streets and felt overwhelmed by the raw talent around me. Um, so really... Live poker is just good, and it's a good redundancy in the case that something happens with online. I think it's a great option for the killers among us. Um, but other than that, I mean, what what are your thoughts of like playing more live poker on a regular basis? So 
<clears throat> prior to that's a question that I got asked um, in Greatness Village a handful of times. Um, you know, like how much live poker am I going to play relative to online poker once everything goes back to normal? And my answer and my prediction was, oh, I'll probably play live poker maybe two or three times a week and uh, kind of do it for fun or do it when I'm uh, sick of playing online poker for whatever reason. After this trip, though, I think my biggest takeaway from the trip wasn't didn't have anything to do with like the state of the games or how hard or soft certain stakes are. But uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me was that if you're if my goal is to be the best poker player that I can be, which um, that definitely is my goal right now, live poker is just such an inefficient use of time playing like 200 to 250 hands in like an eight hour session or, or something like that is just you know, comical given that I'm playing like more than 10 times the number of uh, more than like 2,200 hands in that same period online. And that's, um, you know, only sticking to four tables. So yeah, I, I think that, you know, my advice to someone who is taking poker very seriously and, and wants to improve as quickly as possible would be to stick to hundred percent online. And that's probably close to what I envision myself doing uh, going forward is playing very, very little live cash. Um, much less than I thought I was going to two weeks ago, for sure. Yeah, and play bigger when you do play because right. you don't get much volume, and so you just really need to play bigger. Uh, I think that, like, historically, when I was in the online streets and would play some, like, live home games, really the major value of that for me was just the camaraderie, just shooting the shit and kind of having fun around other live human beings, uh, breaking up the monotony of the online streets, but never about hourly rate or money or really improving at poker because that's, you know, online poker just offered way more value. Right. Right. And yeah, that, 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 that would be like one of the only cases I could see myself wanting to play live poker going forward is just kind of to avoid the isolation or like the extreme isolation that is playing online poker by yourself every day at home. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was actually a really, I had a good time just talking to people and, you know, like you said, just like shooting the shit with people around the poker table um, every day this last week. So yeah, I, I definitely did miss that. You you told me a story pre Tactical Tuesday about you endearing yourself to the ten twenty Bellagio regulars. Would you care to tell the listener this story? <laughs> okay, so this is yeah, just this is probably the most embarrassed I've been in a in a poker room, um, maybe ever, but definitely in a long time. Uh, I guess I'll I'll sort of set the set the background for the listener. Um, this happened. This story happens probably about like five or six days into my trip. I've been at this point. I've been doing really well at like the five ten games. I'm like I've been playing um, some bigger five ten uh, with like a three k cap at Aria, which is often like five ten twenty, and um, been putting up some good results in those games and. Um, sort of this trip, I was eyeing the like Bellagio 1020, Bellagio 1020 game as, as like, okay, I, that's the game that I want to go and really kind of test myself and take a shot at when I'm there. And so I'm doing pretty well. The day comes where it's finally time to take my 2K over to Bellagio and, and, and grab a seat at 1020. I'm pretty nervous, um, honestly. And, and, and like the lineup does, does not look like a good lineup. Like I don't see a single there's no one over like the age of like 35 in the game and everyone has backpacks, but like, whatever, this is what I'm, this is what I came for. Um, so <laughs> I sit down 
with my 2K, I think like the next biggest stack is like 20K. So I, I already like stick out. Like, <laughs> I like sort of them already. Like everyone's like, oh, like nice. Like, you know, one of these guys buying with only 100 bigs. Play in the, there are two games. I'm in the must move game. Doing okay in the must move game. Nothing crazy. I think I'm like up a couple hundred dollars by the time it's, by the time uh, it's time for me to move to the main game. And I've kind of been eyeing the main game uh, for the last like hour or so. And I noticed that they're playing 10, 20, 10, 20, 40. And similar to the must move game, it's a game that's totally full of regs. And I just wasn't like ready or like wasn't planning on playing 10, 20, 40. So my plan was just to pass on the game um, and either get back on the list to get back on the must move 10, 20, or I don't know, go take a dinner break or something like that. Um, when the floor calls me over for the main game, floor calls me over for the main game. I go over and I tell them, oh, it's 10, 24. Or I ask, is it 10, 24? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, um, that's too big. Like, I'm just going to pass. I walk back downstairs to like the, main poker room area and i walk past the the high stake high limit poker floor or their desk their podium that they have at the bottom of the stairs and the floor lady's like oh john like what, why don't you take your seat like we just gave you your seat like is something wrong and i was like no no no. like uh they're just like playing 10 20 40 and like that's just you know too big for me so i'm, I'm just gonna take a pass on the game like because you put me on the list so i can get back on the must move when when there's a seat open there and the floor like looks at me a little bit shocked and she's like they're playing 10 20 40 <laughs> um, I, like I, I, I guess, like at this point, I start like I had a feeling, like, oh shit, like. And but I was like, yeah, yeah, they're playing ten twenty forty. Like, could I get back on the list? And she like immediately heads up there, and I, I actually stopped her, and I was like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Like, I'm not like trying to snitch on them. We're like trying to, you know, make the game small. I'm not asking you to make the game smaller so I can play. Like, I, I'm totally fine with them playing ten twenty forty. I just want to get back on the list. Like, please don't, don't make, don't make a big. And she's like, no, 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 no. I have to go up there if they're playing ten twenty forty because the rake is different for ten twenty forty, and like we we have to like charge them the right way rake, which is obviously higher than the rake for like ten twenty with a forty dollars straddle. So I'm fucking like mortified <laughs> at this point. I'm like, no, please don't go up. And she goes up there, and I'm like waiting down at the bottom of the stairs, like trying to hide behind like pillars and like not show my face table. And she comes back down, and she's like, hey John, it's ten twenty. You can go back up and take your seat now. That's actually I was very much rooting against that happening. I was like, please just tell me it's ten twenty forty, and I can go go home now and like never come back. And so I go back up, like not sure what to do. Everyone's like looking at me when I like, <laughs> climb back up the stairs, and like. I have to like, I'm in like my seat is like the one seat. So I have to like pass by everybody and like walk by the dealer and the and the reg that was sitting in the two seat is like, hey, like it's 10-20, everyone's straddling, but you don't have to straddle. <laughs> like that's like a gut-wrenching thing to hear. <laughs> like, like you never want to be the person that people are telling, like, hey man, like we're all straddling, but you know, don't worry, man. We'll we will let you off. Like, like and I was so I was just like super embarrassed. I was like way too embarrassed to sit at this point. I was just like, okay, hey, like I don't want to be that one guy that's not gonna straddle. Like I, I wasn't trying to make the game smaller. Um, I'm just going to like take a pass and like try to get in a normal 10, 20 game, maybe here, maybe somewhere else. So yeah, that was my first experience playing, uh, 10, 20 at Bellagio. And it was, uh, went about as embarrassingly as I, as I maybe could have imagined it going. Um, uh, I was trying to just kind of slide in under the radar and, and take a shot at the game, but instead, uh, I don't know, ended up causing, <laughs> causing kind of a scene. Yeah. Uh, you made an impression. I don't know that it was the impression that you, you wanted running off with your $2,100 stack and telling the floor on yeah. The, yeah. the cool kids who are straddling. Um. <laughs> oh, man. I was just, as soon as she, as soon as she looked at me and said, they're playing 10, 20, 40. I, I should have just, I, sh- I don't know. I should have just like tackled her and, and- <laughs> for the listener, by the way. So basically as you pay time rake, you, you pay more in time, 
the higher the stakes. So when because the floor didn't know they were playing bigger stakes, everybody was paying basically half the time that they ought to have been paying. That was why she was so concerned about that. But um, yeah, that's 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 a good story. That that's gonna it's gonna keep me happy for at least a day or a day or two. Just thinking back on that one. Yeah, it's gonna keep me out of Bellagio for like a year or two. And still <laughs> get over. Well, hopefully you're wearing your mask, but unfortunately you came on Tactical Tuesday and told everybody. <laughs> yeah, alarm, yeah. So. any of them were listening. Oh, that was that motherfucker that like tried to make the size. <laughs> uh, man. Okay, so we're going to hit the break and John's going to tell you some of the more major pots that he played. A couple of hands, the the largest pot that he played, maybe another hand if we have time. So stick around after the break so john you've used neutralized flop leads in the past 24 hours correct yeah so i got the basically the slide with all the info on it on friday evening and yesterday i played a session of uh 1knl on ignition and played one particular pot that i remember where a fish just donks flop turn river into me and i Ended up winning with a hand that I would have folded before looking at the slide, but I ended up winning like a $400 pot instead, and the course is $99, so <laughs> definitely paid for itself very, very quickly. And, and I think that'll be the case for even people that aren't playing as big as 510 No Limit. Like, I think this is a course that will very, very quickly pay for itself given how how much more donking there is at lower stakes. And I think one of the most common questions I see asked in the Greatness Village Slack group is, what do donks mean? How do I deal with donk bets? I, I think that's got to be like in the top three most frequently asked questions you you ought to feel very excited when somebody donks into you because some good things are about to happen you said like you probably don't need anyone to teach the course or like you can just look at the slide and, and learn all the info yourself i feel like you, you brad will have to be there because i am i'm almost sure sure that anybody who looks at the slide won't believe it looking at what they're supposed to do and we'll have to confirm with you that like you didn't make a massive typo somewhere and that this is actually what they're supposed to do because it's pretty shocking the optimal way to deal with fish donking into you on the flop is if you'd like to check out neutralize flop leads so that you're never again confused when a fish leads into you in a single race pot head to chasingpokergreatness.com slash nuffle that's chasingpokergreatness.com slash n-u-f-f-l-e and now back to the show All right, welcome back from the break to this Tactical Tuesday post-mortem of John's adventures at Bellagio, The Win, Aria, maybe other places. I don't know all all the places you went. All right, give us some hands. Let's the, The listener who's chomping at the bit for some live poker action, let's talk about some hands. Sure. Um, so I'll, I got two hands written down. The first one is the biggest pot that I played, which I also ended up losing. And the second one is the biggest pot that I won. Um, we'll go with the we'll go with the loss first. So uh, this hand happens at ten twenty with the twenty dollar big blind ante. Um, I open Ace King offsuit with the Ace of Diamonds. Uh, the Ace of Diamonds ends up being relevant, um, and a not a professional. Definitely a recreational player, but this is sort of the this is sort of the vibe that I get from a lot of 
the non-professionals that play 1020 is that while they are definitely recreational players, they aren't bad at poker. Um, they're like much better than, I don't know, the most of the non-professionals that are playing at lower stakes. So while he is a rec, I, I think he's, you know, a, at the end of the day, still a very decent poker player. So anyways, I open ace-king, the rec, uh, three bets from the button. I flat. The flop comes jack, seven, deuce with one diamond. Uh, again, I have the ace of diamonds. <clears throat> the rec, c-bet, small. I call. Uh, the turn is the three of diamonds. Um, rec, c-bets, uh, about 40% pot on the turn. Um, I call again. And the river is the ten of diamonds. So now there are three diamonds on the board, and I have the ace of diamonds in my hand. The big blind bets $1,000 on the river. I think that ended up being like close to like 55 or like 60% pot. Um, I raised to 4,300. And the, <laughs> this is where the story gets funny. So I raised to like 4,300 and the, the rec like kind of like looks at how much it is and confirms what they do at like 4,300, right? And then basically snap gems. Out over my raise. Like, yep, okay, I'm on 4,300. Yep, I'm all in. And he has me covered. And I mean, I, I didn't mean to like tank like with us in a spot where like I, I'm obviously folding my hand, but I was so, I was like, how can you do this? I have the ace of diamonds. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, how can you do this to me? Like, <laughs> and I, and I, for a second, I thought about calling because I was like, how, how can you snap jam a value hand here? Like, aren't you at least gonna like, you know, even if you have like, King X, King X of Diamonds, like, aren't, aren't you going to, like, be like, hmm, like, you know, think about it or maybe call sometimes and make, maybe not jam, but, uh, yeah, so can that you, ended up being the biggest pot that I played. Can you replay the board one more time for sure. both me and the listener because I haven't heard these hands? Sure, sure. So the flop was Jack, Seven, Deuce, Rainbow with one diamond. And bets. it was a three-bet pot. Yep. They they three-bet you, you called. Yep. Okay. Um, the big blind C-bets uh, third on the flop, I call... The turn is a three of diamonds, so jack, seven, deuce, three. Now, big blind C-bets, 40% pot, I call. River is the 10 of diamonds, so jack, seven, deuce, three, 10 with three diamonds. And uh, Which are blind. diamonds? Which three are diamonds? I think it was the seven of diamonds, the three of diamonds, and the 10 of diamonds. Okay, so no straight flushes available. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, I mean, that's definitely the biggest pot that I've played in, like, the last year, for sure. And unfortunate that I got snap jammed on what a red line killer that one is. Dear God. Yeah. Um, that one hurt the red line for sure. I would say that it's possible you're overestimating these players because how much did you have behind when they jammed? I think I had like, I, I remember like after that hand, I was like, I was winning before that hand, winning, like doing really well. And then after this hand, I was stuck. So I'm guessing I had like somewhere between two and three K behind me. Yeah. That's bizarre. It, I mean, I'm actually kind of stunned. Like, like I'm sure you were when they. I, mean, I was. Shy. How can he? How, what? <laughs> it was so fast. He didn't even think about it. He was like 43. Yep, I'm all in. Like, <sighs> guess just dude had the king queen of diamonds and went for it instantly. Um, that's that can't be good. I don't know a world where shoving any hand is good there unless you have a very clear read that opponent can be raising yeah, I'm just gonna stack off the jack, of, jack x of diamonds or something yeah yeah like king i mean 
queen I feel of like diamonds. You have to have like, a king without the queen of diamonds. Yeah, you don't. You can't have the queen because then you're blocking the. <laughs> anyway, long yeah. story short, I don't think it's probably appropriate to full to shove any hand there, much less instantly do it. I mean, I, I think that like even with king high flush, I probably. I mean, I'm not folding, but I'm not loving life. Uh, getting double floated then raised on a backdoor flush completing river, but. Well done, sir. Way to way to go for it. I, I do remember too, by the way. If you'll recall, you had some fears about pulling the trigger, playing oh, yeah. playing live versus online. It doesn't appear as if you had much trouble pulling the trigger. Yeah, that actually ended up not being a concern at all. Like this hand, when I had put the forty four hundred in, it was just like if a diamond comes on the river, I'm like, you know, the money's I'm going to put the money in, and then the diamond came, and like I don't know, it's almost just like watching myself, watching my hand, like throw the chips in and then have to fold afterwards but yeah it's just muscle memory it's just like you know what to do and then you do it i I think it shows a lot of like confidence level that you've gained over the past you know eight or nine months yeah that uh, another thing i'll add to that um to kind of tag along with what you just said is that i play so much faster now than i did eight months ago and i play so much faster than the live regs do like i just know exactly like preflop is just like a joke from like i i I don't even need to think like about anything preflop but then like there are times where like i know i'm checking the turn with rage unless like one or two of like three cards comes and so like it'll be a pot where like i don't know the reg out of position checks and then i snap check the turn and i can tell that that like that almost like gets them flustered for some reason like oh this guy didn't even think like like how does how does he just check that turn without thinking um but yeah so that was like another thing that i noticed was that i'm playing much faster than i used to and i'm also playing much faster than uh the average live reg well, surprisingly, playing you know 10x the amount of volume on a given day compared to before helps your processing power <laughs> and speed. It's funny though because like I feel like online players sort of get that bad rep for playing really really slow, especially in tournaments and stuff like that. But I just like I don't know. There's no way I could play that slow. Maybe I'm just not thinking about things I should be thinking about. But anybody that's played live poker with me, I think one thing that they could say is that. I play pretty fast and I've always played pretty fast. Like there was one time on the river where I was contemplating like value shoving. I remember against a reg and I took like a minute to make my decision. I had Kings and I mean, I remember the the situation because it was so funny that I took a minute and, and he's like, Brad, you know, it's your action, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> like I, I don't often have to go this deep into the tank to make these decisions. I'm actually just thinking here. Um, so yeah, it's a thing that like, I've just always played fast and I'm also like not the most patient person in the world. So, you know, you're incentivized to play more hands in cash games anyway, just like you want to increase the hourly output of hands because the more hands you play, the more money you make. So you're just incentivized to play more quickly. Whereas in tournaments, I think in later stages, you're actually incentivized to play slower, which drives me up a wall. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Let's right. let's end this tactical Tuesday on a ta- on a on a high note with a winning hand, John. Let's bring it up, bring it all home for your triumphant return. So this is the biggest pot that I won. Um, it was a 7K pot at 1020. Um, strategically, I don't think the hand is particularly exciting. Um, I open from early position. Uh, the small blind, who is like a massive, massive, massive whale. He, his, his three bet percentage preflop is probably like 75%. <laughs> and he, he min three bets preflop like 
every time he, every time he does. <laughs> and he'll just do it with like pocket fives or like king seven offsuit and just like raise. He just wants to say raise pre flop, I guess. Or something. I don't, I don't know. So in, he's in, in the small blind. Yeah. In position, out of position, doesn't matter. He doesn't care. Yeah. Okay. Just cool. Wants to say raise. Um, and so I open, and he uh, he's in the small blind. He he raises small. Um, was more than a min raise. I think I think I opened to like sixty, and he made it uh, like two hundred. I guess that's small for an out of position three bet, but that that was big for for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't make it like like 120 or whatever. Um, right. So he makes the 200. The big blind who is a pro flats the 200. I don't think that's that that crazy to see. Like that, like when you have a whale who's like doing that kind of stuff, like really weird pre flop dynamics start happening. Um, and so I wasn't that shocked to see the pro flat the big blind. Um, I think he made it 200, and then I make it. Uh, eight hundred, I believe. What do you uh, have, by the way? Oh, sorry, I have pocket kings. Okay, that's a pretty yeah. important piece of information. Right, right. So I open pocket kings, black kings from early position. Get three bet. I four bet, pretty large because this guy doesn't fold. To what's your bets. depth? What's your depth? Uh, I started the hands with just over three k. Okay, so it's and, a, it's a pretty large chunk of your stack for four bet. Yeah. I feel like I could have put in more. I was putting in 800 and I was like, man, maybe I should just put in like 15 and like guy's going to call, but like, whatever, we're still going to get Saxon with 800 and pretty comfortably anyway. So whatever, I make it 800, the small blind calls and the big blind calls flop comes. Uh, so I have black Kings flop comes like Jack seven deuce, all spades, small blind, the whale donks for <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like $300 or something. Of course um, he does. Big blind folds. I call, Turn is a brick, uh, small blind checks, and I believe I ended up jamming the turn. Yeah, so small blind checks the turn, I jam. Uh, he tanks for a little while, a couple minutes before calling. Uh, fourth spade hits the river, so I make a king eye flush on the river, and um, the whale shows the nine of spades. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i guess a little bit of a cooler on the river we both make flushes um, yeah tough spot yeah <laughs> okay so the funny part of the story is that uh, strategically obviously i didn't do anything special in that hand i just you know whatever had got kings against the whale uh like right after that hand he picks up his chips he's like i'm tired this is like five in the morning is pretty reasonable time for him to just be like i'm tired um i'm i'm quitting the game racks up leaves we're still playing a couple minutes later, he like I see him like walk back into the poker room, and I was sitting next to him, um, and I was like, "Oh, this guy probably like left something on his chair or like left something at his seat." So I sort of like look around like to see if he like left his phone or keys or something like that. And then he walks up to me and he's like, "Hey, are you going to be here tomorrow?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Me? Like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, if there's a game, like I'll be here tomorrow." He's like, "Like, okay, like, do you want to like start a game at like ten forty five? I'm like ten forty five in the morning. Like, you want to start a game?" He's like. Yeah, yeah, or like, you know, whatever, like 1045 or like afternoon, or like whatever you want, right? <laughs> right? I'm just like, oh, sure, yeah, like, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll be here. Like, if you want, he's like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll be here in the afternoon. Like, let's play again tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm just like, he walks away after that. I'm just like, holy shit, is this what like high stakes live poker is like where the fish is like concerned that the game isn't going to run tomorrow and like needs to check with me that like I'm going to, I'm going to be here to start the game or something? So that was just a hilarious experience. Um, as a side note, on my last night of the trip, he ended up stacking me in a like a smaller like five k pot. So he did get he did get three k games. Wow, you you got pulled aside and asked out by the prettiest lady at the ball for to meet up 
<laughs> play some poker and chill in the afternoon. Not bad. Uh, that That's never happened to me in my, I think, entire poker career has the well sought me out and asked to play with me specifically. So well done. You, I, I don't know what you, what impression they had of you, but. <laughs> oh, this guy just gets it in with Kings. Like, how do we get him? How, how do I get him in my game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you just had a nice personality. He enjoyed playing with you. We actually did not talk to each other at all during the entire, like, I, I, I got there kind of late, so I didn't get to play with him for that long, but we didn't get, we didn't say a word to each other, which is why I thought it was even more bizarre that he like walked over to me. To, to, I was like, hey, are you going to be here tomorrow? To yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I got, I got no, no more theories. Um, Just very, very weird, but yeah, you, you look like a fish, so you you got that. Um, cool, man. Good to hear that the live streets are still healthy and well. And I can't can't wait now that I'm fully vaccinated to kind of uh, plan a trip, get out there, spend some time slinging some chips around. Yeah, th- thanks for the stories, man. Glad your trip went well. Do we have a, a again a, a post mortem result of this ten day adventure? Yeah, so I ended up winning. Um, a little under 19k for the trip so uh, no complaints about that for sure <laughs> yeah that's okay that's an okay 10 days in vegas well done I sir. just if i just hadn't torched it off with the ace of diamonds king of whatever you know who knows what could have been yeah who knows <laughs> you gotta go come on man there's not a world where you don't go for that so it's not <laughs> <laughs> i was so excited when the diamond came i was like nice now i get to stack off like <laughs> Now I get to give this guy four thousand more dollars. Sweet, yeah, for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, till next time. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chasing Poker Greatness. If you have yet to subscribe to the show, please take a second to do so on Apple Podcasts or wherever your favorite place to listen to podcasts may be. For more content from me, Coach Brad, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash enhance your edge, and I'll see you next time.